0: With us today is Kent Hecken-Lively, and uh, he's an author of a new book, and he has had many successful books. I believe he's had uh, two best-selling, uh, and he'll tell us about it. And the, the, the one we're talking about today is uh, about the fall of CNN. Uh, Kent, tell us about your, uh, your history, about the books you have written. So this is my third
1: book with a project, Veritas Whistleblower, And James O'Keefe was kind enough to write the foreword to this book. It's called This Was CNN, How Sex, Lies, and Spies Undid the World's Worst News Network. It starts with the story of Kerry Porch, who is a Project Veritas whistleblower. He went to work for CNN as a satellite uplink technician, meaning he's the guy who gets the news van ready to go to breaking stories. He started working for CNN as a Bernie Sanders supporter. So he was a Bernie bro going into CNN. The first big job he was supposed to do for them was to drive the truck to Charlottesville. So he was on scene when CNN hatched its terrible traitorous, very fine people hoax against Donald Trump. So here he is, a Bernie bro. He's watching everything unravel in real time. He sees that Trump says what any American president should say in a time of crisis. And then he watches as CNN twist his words and to talk a little bit about cnn during this time literally a half an hour before that nut case drove into the crowd of protesters who did cnn have on its screens for an extended interview but david duke the former grand wizard of the ku klux klan so if there's anybody hyping the violence. It was CNN, and this really disgusted Kerry uh, Porch, and uh, that was the first thing that got him thinking that something wasn't right at CNN. He continued to watch with a jaded eye, and this eventually led him to Project Veritas.
0: I remember when Ted Turner founded CNN in 1980. I mean, that's uh, he had his own peculiarities, but I thought he tried to be fair and square. At what point? Did CNN go wrong?
1: The book really opens up as a love letter to Ted Turner and his vision. He had this idea that whenever there was a controversial subject, you know, of the political, in the political realm, you'd have the the smartest guy on the left debate, the smartest guy on the right. They'd go at it for 15, 20 minutes, and then you let the audience decide. So he was a definite lefty you know, really kind of a damaged human being in a lot of ways, but he did some remarkable things. And I think what people don't realize is that in about 2003, Ted Turner was pushed out of CNN. Uh, Time Warmer, Warner came in and bought it, and he was promised all these sorts of things that he'd have influence, but they they never gave it to him. And so he's effectively been silent. And I think Two thousand three, two thousand four is when the drift started to happen at CNN.
0: I remember those days. I remember you say the word Time Warner. And Nick Nicholas was the head, of the CEO of Time, and when they merged, they got rid of you know Nick Nicholas, and I guess they got rid of uh, uh, Ted Turner after that. Yeah, and so
1: he really has had no influence that. Uh, made it possible for the rise of Jeff Zucker. And a lot of things were going on in the media environment at that time. I mean, it was Steve Ross, their...
0: Steve Ross of yeah. Warner Communications. And, and is that when Zucker came in and, and changed the whole uh, decor of CNN? He came in and, uh, you know, what was happening is also uh, because of
1: technology, news agencies were able to find out how emotionally people were responding. And I've often said, you know, they figured out how to give, you know, pick your poison, sugar or heroin, but they figured out how to give a high to their, their viewers. And they started doing it. And, and, you know, CNN is doing poorly now, but you know, in, in January of 2021, CNN had some of its highest ratings, but you know, the crash inevitably happened because, you know, like the fall of the Roman Empire, when they when they uh, defeat the last of the Germanic tribes, there's nobody left to fight and they start fighting among themselves. And I think that's what CNN has fallen victim to.
0: On its heyday, how many people did CNN have watching it? And what is it now?
1: Well, you know, I, I believe in in January of uh, 2021, they probably had somewhere around two and a half to three million. Um, Now they're lucky if they get 700,000 a night. And, you know, one of the terrible things is, you know, the, the media has really is not serving the American public because between Fox, MSNBC and CNN, only about four to five million Americans are watching those channels per night. And so when you think that, you know, there's 320 million Uh, They're turning off a whole lot of people. And, uh, you know, we need some better media, uh, some more balanced media, in order to get people watching it again and and feeling like they're going to learn something, not just that they're going to have their own prejudices uh, reinforced.
0: Understood. Understood. I mean, it's it's so sad because I remember in the days of— Ted Turner, he really, really wanted to do the right thing, and uh, it's so sad it went down so far. Anything else you want to tell people about your your book? Where where is it available in uh, uh, Barnes and Noble or uh, or yeah, on Barnes Noble, Amazon? Noble,
1: Amazon. The 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 big takeaway from the book, the most disturbing thing is, I hired some of the world's best researchers to do a deep dive into CNN, and what we found was this really strange pattern of news journalists and people working, producing the news, leaving CNN for a period of a year or two, going to work for the government in an intelligence capacity, and then coming back and working at CNN. And so uh, the most prominent of these was um, Jim Secuto, who is an anchor and national security correspondent. He left for a year and a half to become uh, chief of staff at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, China, and special advisor to Ambassador Gary Locke. And you say to yourself, well, how can a newsman go to work for a government, sign secrecy oaths with the government, and then... We're supposed to believe that he comes back and is an independent journalist. And, you know, for, for people like me who are a little bit older, who remember things like Operation Mockingbird, which was something that, you know, the lefties in the 70s were talking about when over 400 journalists were on the pay of the CIA. Uh, the question today is how much are the intelligence agencies influencing news organizations like CNN?
0: All I can say is it's more than you think.
1: Yeah, Well, it's kind of funny. We identify 21 individuals and give their backgrounds. And these are from their own self-reported sources. So maybe I've just identified the 21 stupidest intelligence agents in our entire government. When I present this information to people like it had to be vetted. I was vetted by a former FBI agent of 33 years and one of the country's best constitutional lawyers, uh, Danny Sheehan. And they told me I'd barely scratched the surface.
0: You barely scratched the surface. Me, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, uh, Kent. We, we, we hope to talk to you again real soon. And, and uh, when, you re, when you do your next book, I look forward to talking to you.
1: All right. Thanks so
0: much. Thank you.